This podcast is all about learning more about ourselves by learning more about God. Scripture tells us that we are to love God and love others. Let us be part of your journey of loving others to make a difference in our culture. Together, we can revitalize kindness. Walt Whitman wrote, Whatever satisfies the soul is truth. Today, we're going to look at the the idea that we don't have to prove ourselves to get God's approval. And in the scripture, 2 Timothy 2.15, at the end, it says, rightly handling the word of God. That is what revitalized truth is all about. So check it out. We're glad you're joining us in this installment of Revitalized Truth. God is love. Welcome to Revitalized Kindness Podcast. My name is Dave Weaver. And I'm Yvette Walker. And welcome to this. This is the first episode of what we're calling, it's sort of the series called Revitalized Truth. There's going to be a lot of topics that we discuss, and we will be dropping these. If you're listening today, you'll realize a Thursday, um, and so we'll promote this other places. This will be the first time we're doing this. And it, this is coming from I, recently I asked one question on, on one of our social media platforms and I asked what are what are some tough questions or difficult questions to explain or just hard biblical questions to sometimes think through or explain to others and so I got I got a lot of responses and so we're kind of we're going to go through one of these um, every week or every couple of weeks. We haven't decided yet, but at any rate, we're going to go through these, and I hope this will help us think biblically. Now, one one thing, you know, I'm a youth I'm a youth leader, and one there's a couple of things that I really hammer a lot, other than the normal youth stuff, right? But as a youth leader, my big focus is to think about worldview versus biblical worldview. I like to think about apologetics because I think we need to, I don't think we necessarily have to be an apologist, quote unquote, like a person that professionally does this or, you know, has a a degree in it. There is apologetic degrees that you can get. And again, for those that may not know what that is, that is not apology. That's not giving an apology. Hey, I'm sorry I did that apologetics in terms of what we're talking about is having a defense for your faith. And I think in the society that we live in and in the, just the environment with the internet, social media, we have a lot of knowledge um, and it's not always right, but we have a a lot of words and sentences available to us online (laughs) Not always the truth, but there's, you know, and you know what I mean? There's just a lot of, you got to check your sources. There's even websites that specialize in checking sources when, especially in the politics realm of things. And so we are kind of doing that with apologetics. We not only just checking our sources, we're not like we're, we're being the Bereans of the Bible where they, they were the ones who would check uh, the word of God against what others would say. Basically, they were very diligent in their study, and and but we just got to be aware that there's a lot of false teaching out there, and there's just a lot of smart people again, or people that have a way to kind of get uh, to kind of denounce your faith. 
And a lot, I know a lot of times we hear people say in the last what year or two, or maybe a little bit more than that, we've had a lot of talk about um, deconstructing faith. And so we've seen a lot of big time pastors, musicians, and, and such and such that have their, their faith has been disconstructed, deconstructed in front of us where they used to be this great faithful leader, whether it was worship or teaching. And now they have denounced Jesus Christ as their loud or their, their, as their savior and Lord. And because they have deconstructed what they knew to be truth at one time. But I think now it's not just people like my sis, not individuals that are kind of thinking through things and their faith is being deconstructed or broken down by the, 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 the experiences that they have or what people tell them. It is, it is others that deconstruct our faith by challenging us. And we may not know how to answer those challenges. And sometimes when we get, you know, pushed into the corner, we may decide to unplug from our faith, which you can, Hey, you can listen all about, all about unplugging faith in season two of revitalized kindness podcast. If you didn't check that out, um, our last season was all about those kinds of things. So for our first episode, this is one of the things that was mentioned in the, the statement. I'm reading these verbatim, how they, um, and there was no explanations behind the statement. So, I'm going to do a little guessing on what they meant, but they said the fact that we don't have to prove ourselves to get God's approval. So again, the question proposed to the uh, folks was what are biblical things that are kind of hard to understand or just hard to believe, or maybe hard to explain to others at times. And again, they said the fact that we don't have to prove ourselves to get God's approval. So Yvette, I'm going to let you start tonight with this. What's some of your initial thoughts? If somebody were to say that to you, what, what might be a response that you, you give them? Mm. Well, first of all, I'm so, I'm not so to put glad. you on the spot. Yeah. You, know, you always do. <laughs> no, I'm so glad that, that, that we are, that we are tackling this because I just had a conversation um, with someone about this idea of truth versus fact. Mm. And that sometimes uh, our truth, you know, I mean, we can we can talk about biblical facts, but we can also talk about uh, our Christian truths, our familial truths, what we were raised in, what we learned. Some some of that stuff maybe is not good, but our biblical truth, you know, that we understand that we are children of God, that he is a loving father. I mean, there there are some basic biblical truths that I think we can you know, we can, we can cling to and be very comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. Um, but someone posted today, you know, what are, what are some examples of like those, those, um, expressions that you hear, um, from Christians, Mm -hmm. for example, God will never give you more than you can handle. That's Mm -hmm. not a biblical truth. Right. (laughs) You know? So I, I think that we, we know I, in, in this, in these series, I think we can get into this, yeah. Um, there are biblical truths that we can cling to that we know to be true. And then there are some expressions and things that we've, you know, that we may have heard 
that is not a biblical truth, but let's talk about it. I mean, there may yeah. be there may be some truth to be found in these in these things or things that you've heard or things that people have told you, and but maybe it's not necessarily what we would call a biblical truth. Right. So I just think it's going to be an interesting conversation. Yeah, I think so too. We we recently in the, my my youth uh, class we did this where a series, and I think it was um, it was Sean McDowell. That's what it was. We watched. Uh, we were on right now. Um, right now, video. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, media. I think yeah. it's actually called. Mm-hmm. And we were doing a series uh, with Sean McDowell, and he was talking about the ten most un- misunderstood things in the Bible. And some of those very things came up, and a lot of times we we kind of think of those as I've heard as other guys I listen to another podcast, but they always call it coffee mug or coffee mug Christian sayings or something like that. <laughs> things that we typically see on T-shirts or coffee mugs, right? Um, and there and there may be verses, um, but then I think they're highly bought uh, items because maybe people misunderstand the the meaning. Um, so yeah, this is going to be a great series. So this person again, they say the fact that we don't have to prove ourselves to get God's approval. So this this episode's coming out towards the beginning of the year. So often at the beginning of the year, we think of ways to improve ourselves. Mm-hmm. Some would like to reinvent them reinvent themselves every year. I used to be one of those people. I wanted if I had a bad year, and I usually did before Christ. I had a very bad year and we'll still have difficult years, but I don't have a bad year because God is good. Right. Absolutely. Um, but often, you know, we, we want to reinvent ourselves. If things aren't going well, become a new person. The good news is there's the good news guys share. This is that we can be a new person in Christ and it will last eternally. We won't have to do this every year, right? We have to do, we have to hit the reset button if you will, um, just like our computers I had a, my wife had a computer problem earlier. It was just running slow. wasn't, wasn't doing it's normal, you know, wasn't up to speed if you will. So what do we do? Reboot it. We reboot. And that's what I, if you call it it help desk, that is usually the first question that they ask. Did you shut down your computer or restart your computer? Mm-hmm. Cause that's generally what we think needs to happen, which Hey, in the computer world, sometimes that's that's correct, right? Um, so there's one thing that I kind of thought of. So I don't know this is where they were going, and I'm so I've got two ways of thinking about this. So again, we don't have to prove ourselves to get God's approval. There is a verse, and let me grab my Bible. So they hit the pause button there. Bear with me while you're while you're grabbing that. I just want to say that. You know, we can keep growing. So we don't, you know, we don't have to, um, you know, perhaps continually change ourselves every single year, you know, once we learn and love and and understand Christ and love Christ. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. We can keep growing in him. And that's exciting. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, we can, we can every year look to another year of growing in him. And and it's not a bad thing at all. It's 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 a great thing. It is a great thing. And you're right. We grow in Christ. So we're different. You know, we can I can remember I've been walking close with the Lord now, I'd say about 12 to 13 years or so. But I can tell you from 
10 years ago, 11 years ago, I can remember the first time I stepped back into church. <clears throat> I can just remember see I can remember seeing people and being very jealous of how happy they look, how settled they look, that kind of thing. Um, and I just didn't understand. I was like, you know, cause I, I, I think I looked at them with envy more than anything, just to say, Hey, I want to feel that peace that you feel people coming up to each other, hugging each other, loving each other, showing that love and, and kindness to each other. And Hey, and it was one of those things where as I've grown in the Lord, I mean, I now I have a, a peace that I didn't have before. And when I, when I gave my life to Christ and I really started reading scripture, I wouldn't say automatically I had the, maybe the level of peace I had now, but it was something that as I grew in him and I read daily and, um, just drew, drew close to him, it, it really, it really does. It changes you. So but there was one thing that I was thinking about. There's this verse that talks about show thyself approved. Okay. So the Bible, so somebody might, again, that might be one of those coffee mug um, sayings. Maybe not. That may not be a good one. That may not sell well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't let me market the coffee mugs because I'm going to put bad stuff on there. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> you don't want to see my coffee mug now. What does it say? It says best person ever. That's not nice. That's not very Christian. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, check mine out though. What does mine say? In a world where you can be anything, be kind. That's good. You got yeah. Got to keep it real. That's keep right. it kind, people. Keep it kind. <laughs> All right. All right. So I am in Second Timothy chapter two, uh, verse fifteen, which says, "Be diligent, or it was not. Yeah, be diligent to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who doesn't need." to be ashamed, correctly teaching the word of truth. And so let me read a couple of things real quick, and then we'll dig in on, on this point um, from gotquestions.org, which I often use. Uh, one of the things they said is show thyself approved means to present yourself to God in such a way that, that you receive his approval, followers of Jesus Christ. Now, I will make a point, first of all, getting approval and we'll dig into the, what that exactly what that means exactly approval of what. So we're going to get to that, but just understand that when they write that, they're not saying that that has nothing to do with salvation. Being approved has nothing to do with salvation. But anyway, well, I'll read on. So I'll read. Let me start over. Show thyself approved means to present yourself to God in such a way that you receive His approval. Followers of Jesus Christ and especially pastors and teachers are to work persistently to understand and explain the truth of God's word correctly. In the original language, the word rendered approved in uh, 2 Timothy 2.15 carries the idea of being tied, tried and true or tested and proven genuine. Receiving God's approval seems to suggest having passed a vetting process. So we got to remember, too, that, and, and this is what we talked about in the previous episode that we were recording Think about context. Who was this written to? This and, and Second Timothy was a pastoral um, epistle, so it's it's kind of it's written to the church, but it is written to Timothy, who was a pastor. Um, and so, but I like the way, and I'll read this, and then we can discuss the way that da Doctor David Jeremiah puts it. 
And he says, from God's perspective, there are two kinds of workers. The approved worker rigorously studies and applies God's word, eager to find its truth and unfold them to others in the pursuit of godliness. The unapproved worker reads the Bible in pursuit of his or her own interest instead of real understanding. This yields discord and increasingly ungodliness. So it kind of kind of looks like that an approved worker in this case is one that might read and study God's word in, in efforts to teach God's word correctly. And then that, it, so I think this is not show thyself approved. If I, if I say that to person A or B, that's not a pastor, um, then uh, they may like, well, what do I got to do to prove myself? And so, but I think going back to the person's question, that's what they're more, more so talking about. Um, you know, the fact that we don't have to prove ourselves to get God's approval. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll say this, I heard one person say it this way, and I can't remember who it was, but they said a person is not saved by changing their life. Their cha- the, their life is changed by the one who saves. So I'll read that again. A person is not saved by changing their life. Their life is changed by the one who saves. So that's just to say that there is absolutely nothing that we can do mm-hmm. for salvation, but salvation through Christ will change us. So a lot of people think that there's a like when you go to college, for example, and you're in the in the realm of college because you are what's the position again that you have? I'm sorry. I mm-hmm. I'm an assistant dean assistant dean and so a lot of times when you take college courses maybe high school too you've got a prerequisite class that you have to take prior to so to show yourself worthy of taking class b you must take class a first well in the case of god there's not a really an a well there is we must confess his name and 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 believe in him that's the only thing that we have to do, right? Right. It's all over scripture, but there's nothing else that I have to do to get his approval. It's not about getting his approval. It's, it's about following Jesus. It's about following God. All right. So I've said my piece, your turn of that. What, what's your thoughts on this? I think that's brilliant. The, the, uh, the prerequisite idea. I think that's so interesting. Yeah. There's nothing we can do to be saved. We just have to surrender. We have to, as you say, confess him, Lord. And then he does the rest. We just have to let him do the work. We don't have to do the work. I think a lot of us who are trying to, speaking of doing work, trying to do kingdom work, you know, we have online ministries. I think we wrestle with with that. We wrestle with staying too busy and always trying to see what we're going to do for the next episode or whatever. We wrestle with that. But I think, but I think even beyond that, we understand there's nothing, there's nothing we can do. It's all him. We just have to open ourselves and make ourselves the vessel for him to fill. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I've had people actually say to me that, you know, again, I think I've mentioned this in previous, previous episodes, but people sometimes have the approach that they've just done too much in their life for God to love them. You know, so yeah. again, it kind of goes back to like what I've done already mm-hmm. isn't good enough for him. 
And, you know, that, and, and again, so, but it, but look, if, if we have a worldly mind and, and we don't know scripture, we don't know the love of God. Sure. That's probably an approach that many of us would take because that's kind of what the expectation is, or the bar is that we set for others. Sometimes not everybody, but I know sometimes people set that kind of bar that you must do something to prove yourself to me. I mean, often that's the way it is in, in, um, in, in, in jobs. Um, that is the way it is for, well, for an interview, an interview, you got to prove yourself through a Mm -hmm. resume, your credentials, your past experiences. So often we're just kind of, which is understandable in many regards, but I, I think at the same time, we're kind of fed or wired to the point where we know that we have, there's expectations that we must meet in order to do A, B, or C in life. And that's just the way it is. But if we have the only a worldly context of, of that, then sure, that's the way we might think. But again, I'm here to tell you, and the vet will tell you too, that that's not the way it is with God. There's nothing that we can do that will get our salvation. There's nothing that we can do that will enable God to forgive us. There's nothing that we can do to make ourselves a new person. It's all finished in the work of Christ. So there's nothing that we can do. We just got to believe and profess him as Lord. So I love it. It's as simple as that. And I think that's a great way to begin the beginning of the year and just thinking about that, um, because that's a message that we definitely need. Well, that's a message I would, I would, I would bet money almost. I'm not a betting man, but I would bet money or something. Maybe let's see, let's bet something a little bit more religious here. Uh, I would bet. I don't know. I'm not going to bet anything. I'll just, I'll just, I would just say, I would guess that there is somebody out there that feels that way. Um, they may be a friend. They may be a coworker. And surely they're, they're out there. But again, I think it's, that's why it's important. We need, to, we need to build bridges with other people, be part of the community. We talked about community a lot last season. Um, and that's one of the big sort of uh, uh, statements of, of our podcast is, is, is community is important. Faith is important. And we talk about culture a lot. And of course, just encouragement. So I encourage you. To get out there, talk to others, and share this share this good news that we're talking about. Well, I think that's a good one. And and so again, we hope to do more of these, and they'll be dropping on Thursdays. And um, because the truth is important. I really like kindness because it helps people.